what a beautiful morning, travelers. I'm Danny. And I'm <laughs> Bailey. And I've got a question for you. Yeah. Are they there yet? Sure. <laughs> Oklahoma. <laughs> That's all I know about Oklahoma is the musical Oklahoma. <laughs> Were you? You weren't in that. You did something else. I was the assistant stage manager. It was That's the first was. stage management position I had. So that musical is what made me drop my musical theater degree and <laughs> change to a straight theater degree. <laughs> when I realized that I didn't like musical theater as much as I thought I did. This happened before I went to that school and I came down to like watch it to mm -hmm. support you. And my mom and I both left thinking, mm, that was kind of boring. <laughs> yeah. Well, and the director, I'm not going to name drop, even though the director at the time, he, he was a really good stage manager, but I didn't like his directing style. And he had a, a sketchy personality at times. That's <laughs> all I'm going to say on the pod. So, yeah. But he is actually the one who helped me. He, like, one good thing that he's done, I think, <laughs> is that he, I, I didn't think that I'd be able to keep, like, stay at that school if I didn't keep my musical theater scholarships. Mm. Uh, because once you switch from a musical theater to a straight theater, you lose, like, the entire music side of your scholarships. And that would have put me in the hole, like, thousands of dollars. Uh, mm -hmm. So I was like, I guess I'm just gonna have to suffer and be a musical theater major. And he was like, shut the fuck up. Nope, we're not gonna do that. And then he got me a fuck ton of endowed scholarships somehow. And like all kinds of shit and like a higher theater scholarship than before. He got me all kinds of money that I didn't know was possible. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I love that about that school. That well, specifically the theater department would do that a lot is like if someone really wanted to change their major to theater and like straight theater and not musical theater oh they'd find a way <laughs> yeah yep welcome to oklahoma <sighs> oklahoma um i'm trying to think of another oklahoma song <laughs> and all of them blanked my mind but you're gonna hear a lot of oklahoma the musical references here and now <laughs> i don't have any because i don't really care for the show I the music is I like Golden Age. I don't really like the plot <laughs> very much, but I, I don't remember the plot. And honestly, I think when I'm pulling up images, I'm getting images of Little Women and not Oklahoma. Huh? <laughs> it's a scandal. It's an outrage. There we go. <laughs> I'm not like not musically, but like yeah, the costuming felt very similar. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know what? I do remember it's, I, I, mean, I hated is. the dress that the main character was wearing. I remember not remember. liking it. I remember that it was Michaela who played Lori. Her name is Lori. Michaela played her. She did a fantastic job. She has a beautiful voice. But yeah. I remember Something the... the costuming pissed me off. Yeah. That was the last show that the person who had to end up leaving because of medical stuff. She was she was a cool bitch, though. But yeah, I feel like the costume could have left some to be desired. I'm a costumer myself. Hi, welcome. And it, yeah, it was it was of the time. It was it was period appropriate. 
but it could have been a little bit more something, you know? <laughs> yeah. It was pink. It was a pink, like, plaid something on her. Something. <clears throat> Ew. Um, while I have no Oklahoma the musical references, I... Do you have Oklahoma the state references? <laughs> I will, I'm, I'm going to get to facts in just a second, but I need to preface both my facts section and oh, yes. once we get to it, my... Um, cryptid section with a couple of like warnings i do make several references to native and indigenous people by the name indian when i am like naming something specific or quoting someone directly mm-hmm. um i can i completely understand that that is not the preferred word but that is the word that appears several times in when history, it comes it in his yeah, yeah yeah so just a preference I, I will use that word a couple times in reference to um native americans just a fair warning for that and then i'm gonna go ahead and i'll give it again before my thing um but i will give you the warning and the chance to skip out on my section later on because i do have a trigger warning for um sexual assault essay um and just general violence against native women so but mine is first and mine is very fun so if you want to miss bailey's mine is it's the very end fun. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. you'll get another warning you'll get another chance to stop the episode and not continue further yeah so that it will is not be happening not... currently it will be happening later <laughs> it is not super graphic like i don't go into any detail but it is mentioned like heavily throughout the entire like section because it is deeply tied to the origin yeah. of um this cryptid so oklahoma facts let's lighten it up just a little bit before i get to take it down Woo! again later um oklahoma's nickname is the sooner state um this is because <laughs> this is because after the Revolutionary War, um, in which Oklahoma was, um, and after Oklahoma was acquired by the U.S., people were anxious to be the first to settle in the new territory. Um, they weren't supposed to start moving there until April um, 1889, but people who decided to um, ignore the rules and move to Oklahoma early were dubbed Sooners. I mean, yeah, that's it was too soon. <laughs> yeah, they said, "Hey, <laughs> wait a minute, you're too sooner than me." <laughs> um, if you ever been pissed off, you had to pay for parking. Blame Oklahoma City, as they have the first okay. parking meter in the United States. Hey, bitch! I have some words <laughs> for you. I routinely forget to pay parking meters, and I have <laughs> never been got for it. So. Mm-hmm. In a specific town, okay, central Arkansas, everyone knows it. In a specific town that I'm not going to name specifically, the capital of Arkansas, I frequently forget to pay their parking meters. Forget, disregard, it's like, I don't know. For legal like reasons, no, I don't. to park there. Yeah, but okay, here's the reason. So you you have to use the app. Now, nowadays, you use, like, the Park Mobile or whatever app mm-hmm. in, like, downtown. And 
that's convenient and all, except for my phone is confused because I used to have the app on a different phone. And so it got on this phone, but now it thinks I'm logged in, but I'm not logged in, but I am logged in, but I'm not logged in. So every time I try to like put the location in and set the meter and shit, it gets confused. And like, I, I always say, I'm trying to do it before we leave the car. And then I go, you know what? I'll just do it in the restaurant while we're waiting for our food. <laughs> and then I don't. And then we get the car and leave. But we only park for like an hour, which is like 89 cents, I think. Yeah. With tax, because you use tax on the stupid app. Um, Bless your soul, Herc was on a roll. <laughs> um, I don't know. Paid parking is kind of frequent around where I live, like especially in the downtown yeah. areas. But the places I'm going, it's like. 25 cents for a half hour yeah and i'm just running in for like five minutes yeah and like half the time when i've parked someone's already left quarters in the meter so Uh, i'm just gonna thank you very much for your donation (laughs) it's either like like basically 25 cents for a half hour or a different area from I think it's 2 a.m. to 2 p.m. It's free parking. I would love to know. Yeah. I would love to know the history behind, like, like paid parking. Like, why? Why do I have to pay for that? I get it because it's, like, your property, so you want me to pay you for... And, like, public parking, like, paid parking, like, like, you know, on downtown, like, stretches and stuff is, like, paying taxes, essentially. It's, Mm -hmm. like, putting... Being put into kind of that fund. But Why? I already give you money for that. (laughs) I already give you lots of money for that. In my mind, it's justifying, like, we have deliberately left this spot open in a place that could be making really a ton more money um, if you built a building there, but instead we're going to have parking. I don't know. See, I don't think that parallel parking should be paid because it already takes someone with a big brain to do that. So, <laughs> so I've parked parallel like twice in my life and I feel very accomplished every time I do it, but then I have to pay you for it? Absolutely not. <laughs> I, I worked really hard for this. Anyway. <laughs> um, Oklahoma has the largest native population in the lower 48. That makes specifically. sense. Specifically. Isn't that where... Um, racist man jefferson sent everyone we're like up to that that you're ahead of me you're ahead of me we we listen i will talk so much slander about president (laughs) jefferson (laughs) um yeah because he said we don't like them send them to the reservations (laughs) sorry my thing reloaded and i lost all my facts there they are Um, facts Where was it? I totally wrote that down. So where'd it go? Anyway. <laughs> I had to finish it. The song from earlier. Anyway. Yeah. I gotcha. <laughs> um, I don't know where that went. I did eventually talk about it, but I guess that got deleted. Um... Oklahoma has a state meal. 
what's the meal? Is it something stupid, Bailey? It's a lot. Um, so is it, it a home style breakfast? It sounds like it would be. It would include fried okra, cornbread, yeah. barbecue yeah. pork, squash, yep. biscuits, uh-huh. sausage and gravy, grits, corn, strawberries, chicken fried steak, pecan pie. You're good. And You're good now. Peas. We're good now. That's enough. <laughs> That's, like That's enough meal. slices. <laughs> I my, the first meal. thing that popped in my head actually was like biscuits and gravy and you said yeah. like sausage gravy with a biscuit like not necessarily together but I'm just saying for some reason Oklahoma reminds me of biscuits and gravy so now I get that it's the south <laughs> I see I none the of these are a surprise no it sounds like a southern like a southern potluck yeah <laughs> it sounds like you went to church on the fifth Sunday and you had a southern potluck um. Oklahoma um, houses part of the oldest national forest. It's currently called the Washita National Forest, but it was formerly known formerly known as the Arkansas National Forest. <gasps> That's us. Yep. No way. Why'd you rename it, bitch? <laughs> because it's not just an Arkansas in it. Okay, valid. Yeah. <laughs> Straight up. Yeah. I get it. Um, Oklahoma was one of the last fifty. One of the last of the 50. Um, it is state 46 to be added to the union. That's pretty late, Oklahoma. They're like in the middle. <laughs> um, so before it was a state, it was known as the Indian Territory. Of course it was. Um, because Who called it that, huh? <laughs> <laughs> because this is where a lot of people were displaced during the Trail of Tears forced mass migration. Uh-huh. Jefferson. <laughs> I'm looking um, at you, motherfucker. <laughs> it is ranked as having some of the worst roads in the country. Oh, rest in peace. <laughs> this is partially because of the amount of clay in Oklahoma soil. They've got um, lots of red. Mm-hmm. Remember that. Because of the soil, the ground swells uh, as it absorbs water um, and mm-hmm. causes the pavement to crack pretty regularly. Okay, and so there's get, not a get less roads. <laughs> and there's not a huge population in Oklahoma, so there's not a terrible need to fix the roads constantly in rural areas how about just lose all the roads go haywire (laughs) um the state vegetable is a fruit of course it is (laughs) so in 2007 watermelon was named as the official state vegetable well okay so hold on let me remember what the definition of like a so i think it has seeds. i think it's fruit is anything with seeds encased within a like skin mm-hmm. is that what it is i have no idea sure so i so it, like tomato is a fruit yeah i remember this a tomato is technically a fruit because the seeds are encased within a skin well vegetables a aren't strawberry real. is not a fruit yeah vegetables aren't real they're just like a capitalistic <laughs> propaganda to Vegetables aren't real. Most things are either fruits or like roots. Yeah. It's a root, a fruit, or like a berry type thing, which kind of can classify as a fruit, but also cannot because strawberries aren't a fruit. Their seeds are on the outside. They're wrong. Okay. Um, (laughs) The first tornado warning. The first tornado warning was issued in 1948 by a captain in the United States Air Force. They broadcast the warning from the Tinker Air Force Base in Oklahoma to warn the surrounding areas. Oh. And then finally, 
Oklahoma is home to the Cherokee Nation. It's one of the largest recognized tribes mm-hmm. in the U.S. Most most modern day Cherokee are actually descendants of Florida tribes that were relocated. Yeah. So. A strawberry is, in, is an accessory fruit, <laughs> which is different sure. than a regular fruit. Somehow. It's not a true berry. Uh, the flesh consists of greatly enlarged flower receptacles, apparently. Hmm. Anyway, since I was stuck on that. But yes, it is home of the Cherokee Nation, which is one thing that I knew about it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think I mentioned in the last episode that I drove through it not too long ago. And the majority of our drive in Oklahoma was either Cherokee or Muskogee um, areas. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. Although the majority of um, the entire United States of America is native land. But you know. That's true. But it's like designated (laughs) as... Yes, it is state, it is like governmentally designated as their land. Yeah. Which is rude, but whatever. We're gonna ignore it. No, that is not what I'm looking for. So I'm trying to what figure out how to, I'm trying to figure out how to pronounce something and it's pulling up something that I don't want to look up right now. What? <laughs> we'll get to it later. I'm done with my facts. What is it pulling up? Yay, facts! O-K-L-M. Fuck, I forgot how to spell Oklahoma, so I can't do the song. <laughs> O-K-L-A-H-O-M-A. Is that what it is? No, that's different. <laughs> that's something else. What are you talking about? It's the song, Oklahoma. Okay. <laughs> no, I can't get it. I'm not going to get it. It's fine. Hey, guys. Uh, you want to talk about You want to talk about something? I'm all ears. Well, before I get into things, do you guys want to know some octopus facts? Just for fun. <laughs> here are here are some of my favorite octopus facts, okay? <laughs> so, octopuses are cephalopods, which is essentially an active predatory mollusk of a large class. So squid and cuttlefish also fall under this uh, umbrella. There are other requirements to it, like it has to do with like the arms and shit. But yeah, that's pretty much, it's like a predatory mollusk-type critter. Uh, Octopus, if you didn't know. What? (laughs) They fixed um, Ursula in the new Little Mermaid movie. In the original animated one, she's actually a squid, because she only has six legs. In the new one, she has eight. I love that for her. And isn't she Melissa McCarthy? (laughs) Yes. I hate the way that Sebastian looks, though. I know he looks like a crab, but I hate Mm. him. Flounder's even worse. I've seen pictures. Flounders, awful. (laughs) Sorry, I saw. I know they look like how they should, but they're wrong. They're wrong, and they shouldn't be talking because they look wrong. Okay, the bird I can excuse. The bird is fine. It's a different kind of bird. His name is I don't know. They changed a different kind of bird. Why? They because. (laughs) Spoiler alert: the new bird spends a lot of time like in the water. Um. Um, oh, what is the, it? Seagulls the cannot, kind of... the new bird that they made him, like, actually do go underwater. Okay. Valid, but also So why? it makes sense to fix, <laughs> fix, fix a plot hole. I guess so. And give, him, anyway. give Aquafina more screen time. I think that's right. Yeah. Anywho. Sorry. Fun distraction. Octopus, if you didn't know, in loose translation means eight foot, which is appropriate, considering they're eight feet uh some people call their appendages tentacles 
but that is actually incorrect. They are arms. They have like scientific differences between arms and tentacles. Most octopuses uh, have suction cups on the bottom of each arm, though not all do. And the arms seem to have a mind of their own. So uh, in fact, two thirds of an octopus's neurons are in its arms rather than its head. So, uh, so like the way that they work is like an octopus could be like fully, so they're kind of like thinking with their arms. So they could be fully like opening a jar over here and like cracking open a shell over here and be like, you know, they're, mul they're multitasking geniuses really is what I'm saying. They do feature that in the new film. There's a scene where like her tentacle, her feet, arms, um, arms. <laughs> are like moving what appears to be like without her like consent or knowledge. Like it's, it's kind of, I, I know what you're saying. Yes. They can you kind know, of think on their own. If you watched it, you would know what I'm talking about. Yeah. I'll watch it eventually. I'm sure. Eventually. Uh, an octopus has three hearts. One pumps blood through its organs and the two others pump blood through its gills. So an octopus's blood is blue uh, because it has a copper-based protein called hemocyanin. When an octopus is swimming, the organ that delivers blood to the organs stops beating. So the, so the organ heart <laughs> stops beating, um, which exhausts the octopus. And that's likely the reason that they prefer to crawl than to actually swim. So you see them kind of like creeping, crawling along things yeah. a lot. They prefer to do that probably because they get really tired because their heart doesn't be right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, octopus are so sweet. Uh, there are 289 species of octopus and they range in size from a tiny little guy less than an inch. So like this big. Uh, on average, uh, and it, whoa, hold on, pause, brain process, a little bit of inch in length to on average about 16 feet though very big the biggest yeah 16 feet is pretty damn big but the biggest ever recorded was over 30 feet long and over 600 pounds so okay. they don't typically get that big but they can the kraken <laughs> yeah kind of but i think that the was kraken a, squid, is a squid though and yeah. didn't they prove the existence of the giant squid i think so at least in like in history like it, i think it was like a thing because things were always bigger back in the prehistoric times yeah but i think they, i don't know, uh, maybe, I don't know. Uh, octopuses live in oceans all over the world uh most are pelagic meaning that they live near the water's surface in shells reefs and crevices uh some species live on the floor of the ocean making their homes out of caves they also tend to be really solitary little critters so they usually only interact with other octopuses on rare occasions like mating they don't really like other octopi, okay? Mm. <laughs> Speaking of mating, when octopuses mate, they die really soon after. So during reproduction, this is really interesting to me, so bear with me. <laughs> during reproduction, the male delivers sperm by inserting a specialized arm, usually the third to the right arm, <laughs> into okay. the female's mantle cavity. Uh, so, so the in, but sometimes, He'll literally just hand her the sperm <laughs> okay. for her to have. Um, but yeah, females will usually lay two, 200,000 to 400,000 eggs after that, though it varies depending on species. Um, and then this is actually a fact that I kind of knew as someone who has given birth. It's like used in a lot of mom groups to like say, we are so strong moms. Wow. Uh, <laughs> so octopuses, they, octopus mommies, 
they obsessively guard their eggs until they hatch. So obsessively meaning they do not eat. They do not take care of themselves at all. All they do is watch these eggs. Their whole life goal is to make sure that these eggs hatch. After they hatch, her body turns on her and goes through a sort of cellular suicide, they call it, um, which <laughs> rips through her tissues and organs until she dies. Oh. Yeah. Meanwhile, the male has swum away somewhere and he dies in a few months too. Less okay. brutal, but he also dies. Yes, the giant squid is real and still alive currently. Still alive currently? No, uh. I want to meet him. <laughs> Where they, they can grow, uh, they can grow to be at least thirty-three feet, at least. Squid? Mm-hmm. No, that shit's too big. <laughs> <laughs> That's horrifying. Thank you for that. Um, car- uh, octopuses are carnivores, meaning they have a diet consisting solely of meat, uh, yeah. and they can camouflage themselves against predators, which a lot of us already knew. I'm sure when you see like the videos of the octopus changing colors, they're yeah. so cute. I love octopus. Um. Did you know that octopuses are super smart? They're so smart. Yes. They're actually considered one of the top 10 most intelligent animals to some sources. Uh, Right up there with humans. People usually consider humans number one. And on most of the lists that I saw, octopus was like number eight. Underneath apes and stuff like that. Uh, Typically an ape of some sort. Uh, Dolphins were really high up there too. They were like number three. Dolphins are also weirdly smart dolphins are scary (laughs) what are you yelling for but yeah so sorry you might be wondering danny why did you just tell us an extensive list of octopus facts on oklahoma's landlocked state (laughs) encrypted episode and to that i say you get comfortable buckaroo uh so oklahoma right (laughs) were you aware that oklahoma has lakes man-made Mostly. Yeah, of course they do. Uh, and where there are lakes, Bailey, there are lake monsters. No, but we're not going to yes. talk about those plesiosaur-ass bitches in this episode. No, 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 no. Oklahoma has, in three particular lakes, Lake Thunderbuck, Thunderbird, that's the easiest one to pronounce, Lake Thunderbird, Lake Ulaga, and Lake Tenkiller, uh, they are known as the home to the one and only Oklahoma octopus. Yep. I love a good octopus. This particular octopus is said to be the size of a horse. Uh, as someone who's around horses often, I, that doesn't seem like that big. <laughs> no, not necessarily. That's like a that's a pretty average sized octopus if you if you ask me. I don't but know. if I, I found mean, like, one in my for... lake, I yeah. Like, if I saw one in person and it wasn't a horse and it was an octopus instead, I'd be like, holy shit, you know? <laughs> but it has a reddish brown skin, uh, said to be kind of leathery, and it has incredibly long arms. Mm. So that's cool as hell, right? An octopus in Oklahoma? How awesome is that, Bailey? So cool. Well, it may be a little less awesome when you learn that this particular octopus tends to enjoy a little teenager snacky snack every once in a while. <laughs> Me too. You know, don't we all? Uh, actually, <laughs> crazy thing about these three Oklahoman lakes is that they have a ridiculous amount of drownings every year. Like so many, way more than your average lake. Like a Are crazy amount made? of people drown. 
I actually don't know that about these lakes. Hold if on. If they're man-made, it would make sense. I'm just going to Google one of them. Just one of them. Lake Hulana man-made? Question mark? Enter. Uh, formed along the Verdigras Ver River and a source of water from the Tulsa metropolitan area. Uh, the purpose of the dam is to, so I'm assuming it's man-made because it's talking about a dam now. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm going to assume that that was a lake that uh, resulted from a dam, which is a lot of, yeah, what river was dammed to create Lake Ulaga? Lake Thunderbird is also man-made. Okay, so at least two out of three of these lakes are man-made. <laughs> so, you know, you know what we how we feel about man-made lakes. There's lots of dead bodies in them. Um, so yeah, a ridiculous amount of drownings every year. So locals tend to believe that that is our good old friend Ollie Octopus <laughs> dragging these motherfuckers to the depths of the lake as a light meal. So Can't that's confirm. Like, all three are man-made. All three are man-made? All right. All right. I'm, <laughs> I'm looking at you. Or at least they're formed by damning. So. Yeah. So man-made-ish. Not mm -hmm. like, you know, pumped, like dug and pumped or whatever, but like they form because of something man did. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's actually mainly all we know about this guy. <laughs> Though, really neat tidbit I found on Reddit uh, is that apparently some renditions of this story say that the octopus can do some stints on land. So he'll walk his happy ass from lake to lake. And while he does so, he'll munch up anyone who gets in the way. So he'll take his little armies and walk his ass <laughs> to the to the next lake. I don't know how close these lakes are to each other. I did not check the geographical locations. But I'm assuming they're on the same river. Um, I know one of them was the Little River. Um, was the Illinois. I would say Ulaga was uh, the Verdigris River. Verdigris River? Uh, which is two miles east of Ulaga, Oklahoma. Or is it Uluga? Uluga? Fuck. Now I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Probably not. Mm. The only one I know how to pronounce that's um, kind of weird is Ufala. That one's really big, oh, too. That's a weird word. I like it. Um, but yeah, there are no uh, reported eyewitnesses or even secondhand reports. There is uh, absolutely no physical evidence at all. Apparently, there have been numerous sightings, but they are nowhere on the internet that I could find. <laughs> so sense. so now the question is bailey we just know it's there how the octopus get in those lakes <laughs> how the octopus get there you know via mississippi i mean doesn't it all you know doesn't it all come from the mississippi <laughs> well so here okay i'm gonna tell you a theory essentially um octopuses octopi also, did you know, okay, another octopus fact, wah, 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 hitting you with an octopus fact. Uh, <laughs> octopuses, though it feels weird to say, is considered the more acceptable way to say plural octopus. But I don't it like was, it. I don't either. I prefer octopi, and it does feel right because it is an actual word. And it was what was accepted like early English because it came from the Latin stems and a lot of Latin words uh, that are plural in an I like Latin plurals end an I typically. So they just like slap that I on there and we're like, octopi works. I prefer mm. octopi. 
but a lot of people look at you and like you're stupid when you say octopi. <laughs> so, but yes, octopuses and octopi are both technically correct. Sometimes I like to say octopussies. <laughs> okay. But that's just that on work. that. Anyway, work. <laughs> Happy Pride Month, guys. Um, so how did octopus get in there? Octopuses are pretty adaptable. They're pretty adaptable critters, all right? Um, so I'm, I'm pulling up uh, several different articles right now, so I'm going to try to keep my train of thought straight because I didn't write all of this down for some stupid reason. Um, so first thing, first fact, uh, is in 2003, a man fought, found a small red octopus in Arkansas. So it is logically possible that octopi can get places that they're not supposed to be. Because mm-hmm. Arkansas, as well as Oklahoma, is hella landlocked. You got yeah. no you got no salt water anywhere near here. Only in pools. So, only in pools. And I, they're my favorite. And I know Bailey doesn't prefer them. <laughs> not necessarily. I love a good saltwater pool. Um, but yeah, so some have explained that it might be like a living fossil kind of situation. You know how they always do. But some say that the octopus is a marvel of adaptation. You know, it, it's uh, thanks to the short generation time that octopuses have. Because like they can grow back their arms and shit. Like uh, like a sea star. Starfish mm-hmm. will do that a lot. Um, they've got like really strong cellular respiration, dude. They've like They're like going. Their cells are regenerating, motherfuckers. So because of that, people have theorized that they can like adapt really quickly to new environments, kind of like like a speed run of evolution. Mm. <laughs> so theories have been made that perhaps an octopus, like a baby octopus, ended up in a shallow, like brackish water. If the, those who don't know, brackish water is like half salt water, half fresh water kind of situation. It's like where fresh and salt water meet. Um, so an octopus ended up, see, they usually like, like shallow lands, right? So an Mm -hmm. octopus ended up in some shallow brackish water. Then the tide said yoink and the octopus over time just had to adapt to straight up fresh water and slink its way into the rivers. Right. Yeah. In the, the, their mouths of rivers are typically brackish because they are, you know, opening from the ocean and going in, you know, you know, so it is theoretically possible (laughs) that an octopus could do that okay Mm -hmm. theoretically though this article also states that a shift to entirely fresh water would require some extreme changes in physiology for uh, for you know an octopus including like the basic ion transportation in their cells (laughs) and no cephalopod has been known to make this whole transition ever um there is a case of what did I see this on? There was a case of some jellyfish, like a specific type of jellyfish had made this transition from salt to fresh water. And mm-hmm. that's like the only case of that we really have. It's like a fully freshwater jellyfish was able to fully transition to fresh water. And that's like the only, which is cool. That's like really cool. But that's like the only case of that we have. So no cephalopods, which again, are like the predatory mollusk type guys. They've never been able to do that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, uh, most of Oklahoma's many lakes also, including those in question, the three, were constructed in the mid 20th century as engineering project by local damming rivers. Okay. Yeah. And a river octopus 
would have to have adapted to fresh water at some point, made its way up the Mississippi, like we talked, like Bailey said, uh, and subsequent smaller rivers swimming upstream and navigating numerous dams. Okay. So again, but complicated, not impossible. But again, we have to think about poor baby octopi and how they get tired really easy. (laughs) So hypothetically, it could have crawled its ass up all these rivers. But the likelihood of it getting to Oklahoma in that process yeah. is pretty slim. Though, I okay, so I will say, I will say, I love the idea of there being an octopus in Oklahoma. And that's pretty much all I've got. Fun. I wish there was more about this octopus. I wish there was like some photo, photo evidence or some shit, but there's not. So you just gotta live no. with that with me. We've got to stew in this possibility. That's okay. Live in the now. Okay. Octopus. Which is why I give you so many octopus facts. So <laughs> so that yeah. I can fill out my side of the episode. <laughs> yeah. Love a good octopus. Do I do love oct listen, have you ever seen those itty bitty ones that uh I think they're like named like Octopius Adorabilis or some shit? And they're really yeah. cute. Sorry, they're so Bailey. They're I so don't cute. Like water animals. But octopi are cute. Adorable <laughs> octopus. Oh my god, it's so cute. It's like a little it's got little horns. It's so cute. I'm gonna send you this picture, Bailey. <laughs> okay. It's uh they they oh they might name it. So I don't think they actually did name it. Yeah, Adorabilis. That was going to be its species name because it's so cute. It was going to be named Adorabilis. I love that for him. Anyway, I'm done. I'm just talking about octopus now. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to let you keep the mood up for a little bit before I really just pulled it down. Yeah. We can sit in this like light, lightheartedness for a second about this cute octopus. You want to <laughs> see that cute octopus before you start? I sent it to you. I saw it. <laughs> I saw Isn't it cute? It looks like... um. You guys made me ink. Yes. I feel like that's the kind that she is, actually. I think she's a squid. She actually, no, she, she might be an octopus. Um, hold on. What, oh. is, what is her name? <laughs> I have no idea. Squirt? Hold on. Is it Squirt? Squ- it could be Squirt. No, Squirt's, no, squirt's a turtle. <laughs> <laughs> you guys made me ink. Octopus from Finding Nemo. Is she an octopus? Pearl. Pearl is a young flapjack octopus. Oh, see, there's a side-by-side picture. Oh, mm. you can't see it very well. But it's a side-by-side picture of Adorabilis and uh, this little lady. Pearl. Yeah, Pearl. Hold on, so now I have to look up a picture of a young flapjack octopus. Young <laughs> flapjack octopus. Yeah, it's that. It's that cute little thing. It's Adorabilis. Mm-hmm. That's a flapjack. Carly, no ma'am. Hey. Oh, you're right. Pearl is a flapjack octopus. That's so cute. Anyway, you can bring the mood down now. <laughs> um, like I said at the beginning of the episode, um, I'm going to go ahead and say it again. So this is the part where I kind of get into it almost immediately. So if okay. you don't want to hear it... Um, aren't in the mood to hear and want to come back to it later this is this is pretty much a warning 
here at 39 minutes and approximately 30 seconds of the episode, I would suggest you turn away. <laughs> yes. Um, so trigger warning for um, SA, sexual assault. Um, and like I said, just general violence against Native women. I'm also going to okay. go ahead and give a... I, I tried to like dive deeper and to figure out like what is the correct terminology um, between a communal dance and a powwow. Um, because it's gotten to the point where I know it's not generally like um, acceptable to be saying powwow, but I think I believe I was looking at it correctly. That is in reference to something that's not an actual powwow but now that i've said it several times i'm actually i'm gonna when i'm just speaking like in my voice i'm just gonna say communal dance if i am quoting something directly i will reference it as a powwow okay i'm gonna be honest i'm very ignorant and i'm not entirely sure why we shouldn't say that you shouldn't say it if you like if me and you were gonna meet i couldn't call it that because that's not what it is okay so southerners are really bad about that yes yes that's okay, what got i mean it. by in general it's okay. not like it's okay a, i think I it's know a, that i won't say it's a newer thing but it's becoming more like recognized that you should like yeah if you're gonna say it it better be in the correct it better be right. used yes. culturally and yeah yes makes total sense i honestly didn't realize it had cultural backing i've learned things today yes yeah, so not just does. about octopus um okay <laughs> and if i'm still being inc- if i'm still incorrect about that please let me know but that's from what i like tried to like gather like what was politically correct to say what is culturally correct to cool. say now we're gonna let's am i gonna begin. cry bailey Okay. I cried a little bit, but that's because I don't know. I'm emotional today. I'm Um, hormonal, so (laughs) we'll see. Um, According to um, the U.S. based Indian Law Resource Center, one in three Native women will be raped in their lifetime, and three in five will be physically assaulted. Native women are more than twice as likely to be stalked than any other woman, and even worse, Native women are being murdered at a rate ten times the national average. I'm already tearing up, because that just sucks. <laughs> yeah. Um, so rather than try to like lead you on some fun story and you know craft a cryptid before I tell you what it is, I'm just going to tell you um, that today we're going to be talking about Dear Woman sometimes referred to as the dear lady and i believe in not all languages but some languages she is referred to as tatiwayu um it's a spirit who is recognized throughout many 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 cultures uh, specifically like in the southeast part of the united states including oklahoma um as just a general figure throughout native legend and native culture um dear woman as you may have been able to pick up is a woman who was part deer um and she often has two different portrayals um one of good and one of evil um like i said she appears as a woman with deer hooves or just as a deer sometimes but 
from what I could find, it is mostly a woman, specifically with deer hooves. Sometimes antlers, but that also doesn't make sense. Unless yeah. she's a reindeer. Um, yeah, not all deer have just bucks. Yeah. Okay. Um, like I said, many tribes have, uh, many tribes and peoples have a rendition of her. This is not a complete list. This is just um, a list that has like written record of her. Um, so that would include the Lakota, the Ojibwe, Ponca, Omaha, Cherokee, Muscogee, Seminole, Choctaw, Oto, um, Osagi, Pawnee, and the Iroquois. Just to name a few. That was really fast. <laughs> <laughs> I studied that list um, <laughs> to make sure I could say most of them. Um, and so now I'm going to read um, from Myths and Tales of the Southeastern Indians by John R. Swatton. I believe this was published in 1929, hence the name Ooh. Indians in the title. Um, yeah. It's a collection of stories from the Southeastern Native American regions. It covers um, mythology and folklore from the Creek, Katichi, Alabama, um, Kosati, and the Natchez. So this would include Northern Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, and Louisiana. Mm-hmm. All peoples who would eventually be moved to Kit. Oklahoma. Yeah. Um, so this particular story comes from the uh, comes in this section on Hatichi legends. I think I'm saying that right. That's the word I was trying to look up earlier, but it kept showing oh, yeah. me Hitachi. I don't. Nope. It's not what I'm looking for. <laughs> not it. Um, <laughs> um, so this is a direct reading from this book or collection of stories. Um, a man wanted two women or two young women. These women went to the dances, but always disappeared immediately afterwards. And he could not find where they went. After things had gone on in this way for some time, at one of the dances, the man fastened a string to the dresses of those young women. He held the string in his hand. He followed them and about, he followed them about. And when they started off, he still followed holding the string. The women discovered that he was following him. When they said to him, what do you want? He answered, I want to go with you. And they said, all right, and set forward. Near our home, there's a big hole. We're going to jump into it, and you're going to jump in with us. They said to him, and when they got to the place, it was as he had been told, and they jumped down in the hole. And the man still went with them. Then they went on again. Before they had gone far, they came to a large cavern where there were many deer. That is where the deer came from. When the three got there, the old bucks said to him, what are you doing here? And when they asked him that, he said, I came because I want to marry these women. Well, wait, and it will soon be time to go out. When that time comes, they will go out and you can have the women. So the man waited. While he was sitting there, the time to go out came. And when they went out, he went with them. He went out and walked around covered with a deer skin and he chased the female deer. While he was there, the old buck said, you must travel about very carefully. Red feet travel about. They must be watched very closely soup eaters are also about but they're not dangerous it was just that they had told him and presently he was killed then he went back and they dressed him up in another deer skin the fourth time one is killed is the last and that man then disappeared for good this is how it has been told um very confusing language yes kind of hard to follow. i'm, I'm grasping i'm grasping yeah. um the general idea of that story is that a man saw two women um stalked these two women yes they led him to a clearing with a bunch of other spirits i'm guessing um and the spirits 
basically tricked him into being reckless and being killed by other hunters mm-hmm. um a couple of notes about some of these translations red feet um means humans mm-hmm. or other people and then soup eaters or dogs that was the They're translation notes apparently not um so that was just one of the stories i found it kind of lays out Mm -hmm. in some confusing terms kind of how the deer woman operates um so like i mentioned earlier there are two main depictions of her in some stories she's a spirit representative of fertility um it could be if seen it could mean your family will be fruitful or even a cupid who can she's also sometimes a cupid who can guide people to love um the main and more common depiction though was a vengeful spirit um she's a beautiful woman who desires to lure men to their deaths in oklahoma specifically she's presented as a boogeyman type character told the young Mm -hmm. kids that she will come and get them if they if they're misbehaving everything turns into that eventually Mm mm-hmm Often associated with the evil depiction is the story of a young native woman who was raped and left to die. Um, in some versions of the story, she is found with a young um, fawn near her as to not have her die alone. Um, in these depictions, the dear woman is her spirit come back to avenge herself. Um, sometimes this is the origin specifically of the dear woman. Others, um, the fertility spirit version is the one to come and save her and allow her the chance to become the legend she is now in an act revenge um on her rapist Mm -hmm. what i and more and more people are beginning to see is that both sides of the dear woman are one and the same it has always been an issue from the time european men stepped foot on this land the native women have been unsafe and targeted yeah i think the dear woman is a protector i think that she blesses stable and happy relationships but she also tears apart dangerous men who desire to harm women around them to women and children and men who are respectful of men and children see she is associated with fertility and love however to those who have what are you looking at bud um sorry my cat was acting weird um However, to those who have harmed women and children, she is vengeful and murderous um, and known to lure these men to their deaths. She is often... And they deserve it. Hmm? I said, and they deserve it. Mm-hmm. She is often seen at the edges of communal dances by men. She's surround, uh, shrouded in a dark blanket, but her face can be seen. and She is beautiful. Hormonal men, those who might have sought a different partner that night, are lured away from the crowd ready to appease their sex drive with this beautiful woman. She leads them away, and once they are far enough, she turns on him, um, some say devouring on his flesh as she kills him. Um, I'm now going to read two more stories, this time from the Indian leader, um, who is a is the oldest Native American newspaper, student newspaper, um, and they are based, I believe, in Haskell County, Oklahoma. Okay. So the first tale is that of a security guard patrolling the powwow grounds in the dead of winter. He noticed a female wrapped in a blanket walking in the dark and snow near the tree lined by the Indian Health Service buildings. 
He pulled his vehicle up so his lights were shining on the figure, who had, who had her back turned to the guard. The officer began to walk out into the snow after her. He was about to holler something at her when he stopped and went cold. The tracks leading to the woman were footprints. They were hooved prints. The guard was familiar with the dear woman legends and slowly backed up towards his vehicle. He sped off feeling lucky that he had seen the prints in the snow before he went any further. The second story is said to place in the 1960s or 70s at the Haskell Memorial Stadium during a football game. It is said the stadium was packed on an autumn night. Many fans were out cheering for the Haskell Braves. One of the attendants was not human. The crowd noticed that one among them was very different. Again, described as wearing an Indian blanket over most of her body. She took her servidae, um, which I believe is deer, um, legs and ran up the steps to the top of the stadium. Onlookers witnessed her drop from the top of the cement seats around 80 feet to the ground where the Osakola Koak parking lot is now. She then ran off into the night. Was she there to lure young indigenous men into the night? Was she only looking for the comfort of people in a crowd? The answers are uncertain. So these are stories of hopefully um, innocent men who have happened to come across her. Yeah. Um, I couldn't necessarily find any stories of women seeing her. Um, there is a video, I would have to find it again, um, where several, I believe Cherokee elders were interviewed. Um, and many of them talked about seeing her again on the edges of a dance and um, being able to um, recognize her for who she is and not being like totally lured away. Um, mm -hmm. According to a Jiwe tradition, she can be banished through tobacco and chant, but in most tales, the only way to save oneself from the dear woman is to look at her feet and see her hooves and recognize her for what she is. Um, the legend is meant to show attract that attraction does not a proper pairing make and that men ignore um, the power of women at their own peril. And to recognize the truth, the story conceals... What? Sorry, I'm, this is a quote. To recognize the truth, the story conceals is to save oneself from misfortune. To ignore the moral is to proceed inexorably into the death dance with dear woman. So don't get ahead of yourself, men. Mm -hmm. I'm going to kind of jump around a bit more and bring up the statistic that I read in the beginning. And in response to that, um, some Native women artists and writers are working to put faces to these numbers that I mentioned at the beginning. One such example is the, the Dear Woman, an anthology. It's a collection of illustrated stories which deals with the violence and pay homage to the strength and resilience of Native, of Native women. The original idea behind the anthology was born out of the success of artist and writer Elizabeth Pinsay's comic, A Dear Woman, A Vignette. This was published by Native, um, Native Realities Press in 2015. It features a female survivor of a sexual assault transforming into a superhero like Dear Woman and taking on would-be attackers. Although a comic, the images it contains can be quite disturbing as they expose a dark reality that affects women in Native communities. The comic also includes self-defense techniques from the Arming Sisters Reawakening Warriors, an organization that promotes um, self-empowerment and defense as tools for healing. Um, so from one of the authors, 
of Dear Woman and Anthology, she says, I think through the stories it brings awareness. It can bring awareness and make people look into it further. More importantly, it's giving voices to these indigenous women and not placing any judgment on the story that they want to tell through this figure of Dear Woman. She is working as a muse um, to allow women to talk about these issues. I think Dear Woman teaches, teaches us self-strength. I think that she represents a raw essence of what it means to be a female. That's where I started crying. Yeah. <laughs> that's uh, that's a rough one, yeah. Um, so that's kind of... <clears throat> I, I wasn't quite sure where to take this one. Because she is left... Uh, I mean... It's one of those things where we kind of like we go back and forth on whether or not we like and want to do native legends because they're so like culturally tied well and the thing about native because like it's kind of like treating it like in in a more like westernized way like you know like us colonizer brains <laughs> it's it's kind of like saying like yeah, my, my favorite cryptid, Jesus Christ, you know? Yeah. And, like, when you say it like that, you're like, that doesn't sound right. And I, I just do want to clarify that, like, this is a cryptid podcast, but we are not discounting. It's so, the because the definition of cryptid is, it's up in the air on whether or not it's a thing, mm -hmm. which is true for almost anything. Like, I would classify Jesus as a cryptid. I would classify God as a cryptid, personally. It's because <laughs> it's up in the air. I mean, yeah. it is. Um, but I do want to make it clear that we are not trying to like say, look at this fake thing we're talking about. Like, no, like whether or not we believe in something is completely irrelevant, especially when it comes to the oral traditions and legends and tales mm -hmm. and like culture of indigenous peoples. Like we're, we're white as fuck. Like we do not matter yes. in the conversation. Yes. We do not matter. Our like, no. And because uh, Bailey said something uh, in text earlier when, because we were doing our research and stuff, because Bailey said, because I, I sometimes I try to avoid the native ones because I don't want to be insensitive. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So Bailey said, this one is kind of a daunting task, but I really think that it's one that needs to be shared. Yes. So like, we don't do this just because we think it's a fun little story to tell or like, oh, this one's creepy. Let's tell it. Like, yes, that is the case with some of them. Like, I just love a good octopus. <laughs> Mm -hmm. but some of these are like this the story behind it like the 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 history is important and is something that we feel like we can use our voices on this like public yeah. platform to talk about because like yeah it's really crazy it like let's just talk about this for a second because it is just like mind-boggling sometimes that like not just indigenous women but like women of color are so much more susceptible to yes. all kinds of shit. Sexual assault, fucking, like, any kind of crime you can think of. Um, maternal uh, morality rates, dude. Fucking ridiculous. Have you ever looked at, like, uh, how many, like, women die in childbirth? Like, white versus not white? Mm -hmm. Oh, it's ridiculous. Because this is, like, morbid to say, but they won't try as hard to save you if you're not white. Yeah. And that is infuriating and like especially like earlier on in history but even now there's the systemic racism in people's little pea brains that say that 
that people of color, women of color, and indigenous women, indigenous like AFAB individuals are an easier target. Yeah. Because they don't have the privilege that we have. The the privilege in society to have the voice to be listened to like we do. Like, yes, women in general are marginalized. Like that's <laughs> welcome. Welcome to the world. Uh, but specifically women of color, it's just fucking ridiculous. Like, it's just ridiculous. It's stupid. I hate it here, actually. Yeah. Like, this just was... just look up some statistics. I mean, it's fucking stupid. Yeah. Um, this was something that when I first saw it, I was like, dear woman, cool. We don't get to do many lady cryptids. And then I started to, like, dive mm-hmm. into it. And at first I was like, okay, um, mm, is this something that I feel like I could completely cover? No, there is so much more to this than what I can share in like a small amount of time. Um, that is, it's not just the dear woman. It is everything that she surrounds and stands for, Mm -hmm. um, but it's like it's like I told Danny, I feel like it was something that needed to be shared. And while we may have a small group of you guys listening, um, hopefully this is something that is reaching your ears um, that you can share like beyond. Um, it's not our story to tell, mm-hmm. not necessarily, but it's one I feel like we also needed to share. Yeah, it's definitely like, obviously, we're not speaking from experience. Mm-hmm, yeah, <laughs> we can't in this situation. But I feel like to to amplify, I'm not trying to be like white saviorism right now. <laughs> no, but no, like no, no, to no. amplify these stories and these voices to, to to fall on people who might not have thought about it or given a second thought, you know, mm-hmm. uh, because there are like organizations and like, it's, it's, there are things to do to like to make this better <laughs> in a way like it's it's a long fucking trek like it's gonna be it's a challenge to change the you know the way this country fucking works yeah uh, and the way that people just view other people it's it's really fucking hard uh but it's important it's so important and just just saying that just just like saying the fact that like indigenous women are the like most targeted group for sexual assault yep just saying that and like let's sitting in that and being able to have that fact in your head to do something with it, you know? Because you can't just, like, sit in that and be sad. Like, that doesn't do shit. <laughs> that doesn't do anything. Especially not for people who aren't impacted by it directly, like us, you know? Mm-hmm. But taking it and doing something, talking about it, making sure that people are aware, protecting people who might be more vulnerable to those kind of things, helping donating if you can to anything like a cause an organization a a charity of some sort i'm sure they're out there i need to find we need to talk about charities more often anyway we should um i don't have any off the top of my head i will make a note to myself though to try to find something um and try to include it in the um, show notes for this episode um dear woman and anthology was actually published i think in 2017 2018 um it was completely funded by Kickstarter, and I think they had a goal mm-hmm. of eight or nine thousand, and it more than doubled with eighteen thousand dollars like raised to be able to put this out into the world. Yeah. Um. 
granted when i tried to find a copy of it and it's currently like 80 dollars on amazon that's a little steep for me at this current moment <laughs> yeah um i'm sure there may be other versions for those who are not it, it's only an ebook i believe i don't think it's a physical copy at oh, the moment interesting um but I will say, I haven't looked into them yet, but I just wanted to say at least one organization, <laughs> like an actual like name of an organization. So there is uh, the National Indigenous Women's Resource Center, mm -hmm. which helps with uh, missing and murdered Indigenous women and girls. Yes. So that's that's one. That's at least one. <laughs> um, I'm going to go ahead and like wrap this discussion up Yeah. Um, with a little bit more about the Dear Woman. She is well known enough to have plenty of modern day depictions like in current media. So here's just a kind of short list. Um, she was originally featured as a character in an episode of the Showtime horror series, Master of Horror, Masters of Horror. And mm -hmm. um, uh, uh, wow, I cannot read. Masters of Horror, the episode originally aired December 9th, um, 2005. Um, the Monster High series introduced a character um, in 2015, and the character is inspired by the Deer Woman. Her name, um, E.C. Dawn Dancer, means deer, um, or E.C. means deer in the Choctaw language. Kind of a heavy inspiration for a character yeah. on Monster High, yeah. but all right. Um, in 2015, writer Elizabeth LePence wrote um, Deer Woman a Vignette. That's the one I mentioned earlier. Mm -hmm. um, there is Dear Woman a Vignette and then Dear Woman an Anthology. Um, okay. Dear Woman an Anthology is a continuation of Dear Woman a Vignette. Okay. Um, in 2019, Rebecca Roanhorse wrote the story Harvest in the New Sons um, original speculative fiction by people of color anthology, which features a Dear Woman harvesting hearts in the name of justice. Um, 2019, Carmen Maria Mikado and Danny, just Danny, included Dear Woman in their horror comic, The Low Low Woods. Um, this was published by DC Black Label and Hill House Comics. In 2020, Blackfeet author um, Stephen Graham Jones published The Only Good Indians, which features a vengeful Dear Woman. I'm not saying all of these are good depictions, they're just depictions. I want to put that <laughs> I said, that's an interesting title. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then in 2021 and 2022, the Dear Lady portrayed by Kani Hito, I did not look how to pronounce that horn, is a recurring character on Reservation Dogs on Hulu. Um, she's a vigilante who only goes after bad men. She has an ongoing, even life, lifelong relationship with several characters in the community portrayed by the show, um, intervening in their lives in times of crisis. She appears in season one, episode five, and season two, episode eight interesting i think i've heard of that show i feel like i have too i think there's also a movie called like reservoir dogs maybe <laughs> um and then finally siren of the wood is now in production as of i think two months ago according to reddit it is a dark and mysterious take on the native lore of deer woman set in the pre-colonial area it's a film um it will be entirely in the cherokee language oh Wait, that's cool. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> you don't see much of anything in native languages these mm -hmm. days. Like, yeah. not, like, popularized at all. 
mm-hmm. least you know us again the whites we don't yeah. see any of that <laughs> unless yeah. you actively look for it you know that's really interesting siren of the wood because she is often compared to um the sirens of greek myth yeah. luring men into her trap valid yeah so I will say, if you've, if, if you've noticed, I didn't talk much this time. I hope that was okay, because I felt like it was more important for Bailey to tell what was to be told. <laughs> I didn't leave I a also, lot of room for interaction. Yeah. You did pause at times, and I just kind of went, nodded my little head over yeah. here. Because I to make sure you knew I was listening, but I wasn't going to say shit, because <laughs> I had <laughs> nothing to say at the time. Yeah. But yeah, I just want to make it clear that we are not trying to make a mockery of anything and if that came across that way please let us know and we will correct our asses immediately because that is unacceptable even if we didn't realize that it like Mm -hmm. if somehow some way it happened because obviously that's not what we're attempting to do i feel like it's obvious i don't know if it's not i'm sorry and please tell us (laughs) so Mm -hmm. yeah but this is you know a touchier one and i definitely it's kind of it's that's like as close to flesh pedestrians like like how serious it is mm-hmm. you know i feel like this is close as we're gonna ever toe um because uh spoiler alert we are never going to cover flesh pedestrians it's never gonna happen you don't have to worry about it because we're not uh <laughs> we're not gonna cover them because again not only are they in native lore and like they're they're like really important culturally to the natives just like every like oral tradition is to indigenous peoples it just, especially because of how popularized they are in the media as like a, oh, funny, silly little thing. Look at this creepy little horror guy. It feels yeah. really inappropriate to, to do. So we're not going to do that. Uh, but yes, this particular story, I will agree with Bailey, seemed like one that needed to be said, especially speaking on the rates of sexual assault in indigenous women. That's just yeah. ridiculous to be frank absolutely fucking ridiculous and i hate it here i hate america sorry my section was less i mean it is about the dear woman but i think i really wanted to do it to bring attention to yeah the unfortunate realities basically that native women are having to face yeah women of color that's just, it's just, it, ma- it just makes me feel gross. And I hate the fact that like, and obviously like it makes me feel gross, but also I, again, am not impacted by it. I cannot even imagine like the fear that the people actually impacted by it would have. Like, that's just, mm-hmm. I, it's unacceptable. Hi, America, can we do better? Just a little bit, even just a, even just a, a taste of better. I would like that. Thank you. But yeah. You gotta end this conversation eventually. I'm not gonna classify shit right now. We just had a really heavy conversation. Mm-hmm. There are no Brad Shads or Chads to be seen. <laughs> yeah. Um, there I will are say some... Oklahoma seems fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, I will try to include because um, Dear Woman and Anthology is um, it's pretty art based. Like mm-hmm. There's a lot of art in it. I'll try to find a couple pieces to share. On our Instagram. Ooh, Instagram. That's ATTY Podcast. It's probably the only one that's worth following, even though it's been <laughs> yeah. a lot since we posted. I'll get on that eventually. Sorry. 
someday. Are you gonna like back post everything that you haven't posted yet? Oh, there'll, there'll oh, probably be a day where I make like four posts and one day nice. I catch up. Um, yeah. Or if you were totally horrified by our conversation towards the end of the episode and you think we were totally in the wrong, I hope we weren't. But if you really would like to correct us, please do um, at our Gmail. Yeah, you can go to ATTY. Well, <laughs> no, not that. ATTY podcast at gmail.com. Yes, and if you are going back through our whole catalog of episodes and you find something incorrect, you feel free to let us know. If you have ever been offended or like been like, that's stupid and wrong, email us. Do it. DM us, email us. If it has to do with carrier your pigeon. Culture. Yeah, if, if I, yeah. <laughs> if it's because we are gay, then please don't. Yeah, <laughs> I would prefer you not. <laughs> if it's just because you don't like like women talking or women you talking to each other, then why are you here still? You know, just to listen to the email so that you can say women bad. Shut up. <laughs> it's just in the description if you really feel like it. If you do anything uh, bad to us this month, then that's a hate crime. So, haha, <laughs> <laughs> it's June second. So, you say anything to me in the next. 20, 28 days, right? I don't know, 29 days? I don't know how many days are in this month. It's a hate crime. 28 So, days. thank you. 28. Left. Yeah. The That's next. 30 days. Total. It is not tw- that would be February. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Thank you guys for listening. I appreciate you very much. Mm-hmm. I've been Danny. And I've been Bailey. Bye. Bye.